I'm Lisa DeLay, and you're listening to the Spark My Muse podcast. This is Soul School, Lesson 137. Hello, Compulsion. Today I'm going to be reading a short essay that I wrote about compulsion. It's a personal essay. It's about why I might do compulsive things and what it hinders me from, and maybe you'll be able to relate in some way, too. Taking a little creative license today, and I hope you'll enjoy this. Hello, compulsion. How do I describe you? Like an itch? I embrace you to push off discomfort. I feel you like a squeeze of urgency. Hello, compulsion. I'm looking at you. Compulsion, what are you up to? From a still moment, I think, if I only have a second, or I'll just check my messages, or let me not be here in this moment, I'll just do something else. Compulsion works like a temptation to not be where I am, and to not feel what I feel, or to stay still with the feelings a bit longer than I would like. There is an offer on the table. That is because I have the power and privilege to control my world, it seems. The bargain is don't give up control and actually then don't grow. This control does not make me grow or teach me. It keeps me stuck and infantile, blind. I will be untaught, unchallenged, and with a sense that I can control how much pain touches me. Uncomfortable truth, that is, moving through pain, not avoiding it, makes me stronger, makes us stronger. Avoiding makes us more scared, makes us feel more exposed, more threatened, more attacked. Moving through pain to the other side is empowering and gives us, potentially, more grace and compassion towards others in the same circumstances, if we learn empathy through it and not allow our hubris to be forfeiting. Compulsions give us a detour around all these such things. I do things compulsively to feel better but in doing this over and over again, I become enslaved to my mechanisms. I come into a double bind. Quickly, there is pain in both directions. I am chained to my compulsion and to my mounting issue of discomfort or pain that I'm also avoiding. Hello, compulsion. I'm looking at you. And the reason I wrote that little essay is because I know how much, especially as we in the United States are very individualistic and we might um, try to handle pain largely on our own or at least on our own terms, we resort to things like giving into our compulsions. These can be the tiniest things. For instance, sitting at a red light or when um, a train signal is stopping traffic, the compulsion to just not sit there and be in the moment and wait patiently or just enjoy where you are or look at your surroundings, the compulsion to avoid that and flee to something else, to flee to 
send a message, check your notifications, to, to talk to somebody, to get something done. Those compulsions to do that are a fleeing compulsion, I think, at least for me sometimes. And I have to question it. I have to see what is my drive or my urgency to compulsive acts or actions or activities. What is that saying about what I need to do in the present? I'm questioning those urges, those urges to essentially not be where I am or feel what I'm feeling or to leave where I am presently. And I think that we have never before, those of us with smartphones, we have never before been so inculcated to be set up for this kind of addictive, check this, check that, make sure you don't miss this thing, make sure you are up to date on everything. Um, this is the psychology behind the behaviors they're cultivating within these technologies so that you keep using them so that you keep feeling a little bit left out and you compulsively look at your smartphone or go back to it or check it. I'm trying to disrupt those addictive activities, those behaviors that, that keep me from where I am. I wanna say hello to compulsion because I wanna interrupt the cycles of behavior that are not full of presence in my life. And maybe you feel that way, or maybe you feel like you don't have any types of compulsions or feelings of urgency to do other things. Maybe this doesn't apply to you at all. But for me, as I lead a fairly busy life, I sense these pulls and tugs and temptations to do things and to accomplish things that are false urgencies. <laughs> They're lies, really. And I want to direct my dialogue towards these feelings and ask questions of them and reveal them for whatever they are, whether they're lies or half-truths, and whether I can grow out of those mistakes and fool's errands to live a more present and intentional life that is more connected with myself as a person, as a human being, an unorganic creation of nature, and as a child of God, and as a person who wants to robustly connect with other people, then be enslaved to my devices, my computer devices, my smartphone devices, or anything else that really vies for my attention, even my schedule. I hope that gives you a little something to think about today. And if you have any kind of compulsion similar, I would love to hear from you. What do you struggle with? Do you struggle with getting back to people and checking your email? Do you struggle with keeping your appointments and, and checking to see what your calendar has in store? Let me know. Tell me at contact at sparkmymuse.com in an email or tweet me at Lisa Delay on Twitter or sparkmymuse on Twitter. And I'd love to hear from you. Why do you listen to Spark My Muse and how did you find out about it? Spark My Muse is in the top podcast, often number one, two, or three under religion and spirituality or spirituality under Apple Podcasts. And I have you to thank for that. Thank you so much. I would love to know how you found the show and which episodes have really meant something to you or been interesting to you. Come back next week. I'll be featuring Gina Thompson and Separated by the Border, her fantastic book about a 3,000-mile journey and reuniting a refugee with her mother once again. 
God bless you and be well.